0: Washington Post writes, With the emergence of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020, a number of states made changes to their voting systems to reduce the need to vote in person. Those changes triggered a backlash from Republicans in part because it was expected to increase turnout and in part because President Donald Trump was actively engaged in trying to cast mail-in ballots as suspect, understanding that it was likely he would lose once those ballots were counted in the hours after the polls closed. There was a concerted effort to push back on the changes aimed both at constraining access and at triggering a legal fight that would empower state legislatures to decide election results. Trump and his allies lost most of those debates. The rules varied by state by state. The turnout was massive and Trump lost. That brings us to the new theory of how President Biden's victory somehow represents a successful effort to steal the presidency. It's been percolating for weeks, quietly being presented to state legislative bodies and in conservative media outlets. Next week, right-wing filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza will release a movie called 2,000 Mules that aims to force the theory into the spotlight. Well, Dinesh D'Souza is here to tell you all about it and to answer some of the questions that I guess they just didn't wanna ask Dinesh in the Washington Post. We go there in 60 seconds. Identity theft might sound complicated, but in some cases all a thief needs to carry out a shopping scan is your name, email address, your mailing address, your address, and your phone number. With those details, they can start an onlo- uh, online store account, but they'll they'll add their own shopping information. Then when they purchase items on that account, without your knowledge, guess who gets to pay for the collection notices? You do. It's everywhere, and it's really easy to do. And nobody can watch all—you know—watch all bank accounts, watch uh, all stores, every transaction in every business. It's not possible. But Norton and LifeLock—they have the best system out there, in my opinion. And you can join them now at LifeLock.com. If you want to save up to 25% off your first year of protection, use the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code BECK.
1: Dinesh D'Souza, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. Very excited about this movie, uh, which is, will be seen for the first time tonight. So uh, I know so many people who
0: have uh, seen it. I've seen it. People are talking about it. I wanted to go over with you uh, some of the things that you would hear uh, from friends that are just tired of hearing about the election being stolen on the other side. So um, tell me, first of all, um, the the theory that you are uh, proposing and what you found.
1: Sure. So the, the foil, the thing we're arguing against is the mantra that this was the most secure election in history. This is dogmatically asserted pretty much everywhere you look. And it's the basis for calling disputes about the election to be a big lie. It's also the basis for digital censorship. So a lot is riding on this claim. And um, I work in this film with a, a group an election intelligence group that is called True the Vote. Um, And at the time when lots of charges of fraud were flying around, many of them sincerely meant, but unsubstantiated, True the Vote got a kind of a genius idea, which was, let us, test a hypothesis. And the hypothesis is that if the Democrats are going to cheat, they're going to cheat exactly where the rules changed. In other words, it's kind of like saying that there were new vulnerabilities created by the sudden mushrooming of all these mail and drop boxes, the mailing of not just millions, tens of millions of mail out ballots. So if it's going to happen, it doesn't mean it did happen, but if it did happen, this is probably how it would happen. And so what True the Vote did is they bought... Um, cell phone geospatial data, which is cell phone geo-tracking, in all the key areas where the election was decided. Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix, Arizona, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, 10 trillion pings of cell phones. And our cell phone, Glenn, has apps that enable the exact location, a given moment of time, to be known about that phone. And if you buy the cell phone data, you can track the movement of phones. By the way, this is used by law enforcement. It's used by intelligence agencies. Um, Frankly, if you walk into a mall and you get a notification saying, hey, there's a special at the Apple store, well, how'd they know you're there? They're tracking your phone. So it's this exact same technology. And what True the Vote did is they ran a search algorithm. And they were looking for mules. Now, what's a mule? A paid political operative hired to deliver fraudulent votes to mail in drop boxes, by the way, typically in the middle of the night. And they were looking for mules who went to 10 or more drop boxes. Now, this is key, and it's key because you might have a legitimate reason to go to two drop boxes, right? You went to one, you dropped off your ballot, you went to the second, and by mistake, you just had to tie your shoelace, and so you're found at the second location. But who has a rational reason to go to 10 or more drop boxes? So the idea is, let's try to catch the most egregious or most industrious mules. And in these five areas that I mentioned, there are at least 2,000 mules. That's where I get the title for the movie, 2,000 mules. The actual number of mules is, of course, much greater, because if you look for people who went to five or more drop boxes, the number of mules increases exponentially. So that's the first line of evidence. It's geo-tracking. The second line of evidence is surveillance video. And we're talking here not about some guy in his truck, you know, turning on his iPhone and capturing some guy dumping ballots. No, we're talking about the official surveillance video from the states themselves and what it shows. And this is probably the highlight of the movie. It's almost eerie. You can be, you're can taken back to the days leading up to the election, early voting, election day, You can see these criminals, and they are criminals, uh, jumping out of their car, they look to the left and right, make sure no one's looking, and then they start dumping these ballots into mail and drop boxes. So we, in a sense, the audience can see the crime being committed, they become eyewitnesses to a coordinated network of illegal ballot trafficking. So
0: they, I mean, I was shocked to see, I mean, wearing gloves, they know exactly... What they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And so do you uh, just by
1: watching, just by watching. And, you know, initially, when I saw the gloves, I thought, could it be, could it be that these mules are wearing gloves because of COVID? They don't want to touch the Dropbox. But then this is what crushes it. You realize that the mules initially aren't wearing gloves. And then what happens is there's a big arrest in Arizona where the FBI busts some people for illegal vote dumping, the ballot harvesting, and the FBI was able to find their fingerprints on multiple ballots. The moment that happened, the mules start wearing gloves. So the word goes out among these left-wing organizations that deploy the mules, wear gloves. That way you don't leave your fingerprints on the ballot. So very often when you're trying to decide whether to believe a theory, it's little details like this. You also know from seeing the movie client... People taking photos of the ballots being dropped in. Not a selfie, not sort of a I voted, but who takes photos of themselves putting in multiple ballots if not to show their employers, hey, I was there, I did the work, I need to get paid.
0: So let me just go through this. Uh, I'm quoting the uh, Washington Post. So let's walk through this. First, the changes in the rules that were allowed, uh, that allowed the election heist, they have those in quotes. Um, they are changes that were made that made it easier to vote. That's at the heart of D'Souza's complaint and the Trump allies broadly. Often the allegation isn't that fraudulent ballots were cast, but just that the Democrats made it easier to vote. And that was the election theft. It's like complaining that your computer sold more widgets illegally because it lowered its prices. That's not your case
1: at all. That's not our case at all. What he's saying is something like this. You have a bank, and what the Democrats have done is they have made sure by filing lawsuits that the security guards get three hours off every night, and they turn off the surveillance video when they take a break, and they've told the tellers, don't be too rigorous about matching signatures. Just make sure that the scrawl is roughly similar. So now I agree with the Washington Post that that does not prove a heist. That simply proves that the bank is more vulnerable to a heist. The beauty of our movie is we don't just show the vulnerability, we actually show the heist.
0: So he says, uh, the writer, then D'Souza crosses a bright line in his allegation. He's not saying that those collecting ballots and submitting there were violating state laws. He's saying that the ballots themselves were fraudulent, that this amounted to hundreds of thousands of illegal votes if he has evidence to this, he's cracked the voter fraud thing wide open. But there's no reason to assume he does.
1: Right. So actually, Philip Bump, the guy who wrote this article, has not seen the movie. In fact, he's, he's been begging me to give him an advance copy of the movie. I'll probably send him one today. Here's what he's saying, and it's a little bit of guesswork on his part. What he's basically saying is that there is a difference Um, What he's saying is that vote harvesting, which is essentially giving your ballot to somebody else to return it, is legal under some circumstances. And that's true. 26 or so states allow some form of vote harvesting. Now, California, which has not surprisingly the most liberal law, you can give your ballot, lend to anyone and say, hey, you return it. You drop it off.
0: And that would explain people coming... Um, You know, with a whole bunch of ballots, you know, I just collected them from everybody in the office.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Now, in the five states we're talking about, the rules are not like that. None of them allow that kind of unlimited harvesting. So in Georgia, for example, this is pretty typical. You can give your ballot to a family member or if you are in a confined facility to a caregiver, but not to anyone else. It is strictly forbidden. I can't give my ballot in Georgia to my neighbor and say, drop it off. Now, even though those laws vary a little bit from state to state, here's the crushing key point. In no state is it legal to pay anyone, let alone a mule, to go deliver a ballot. The moment that money changes hands, you have corrupted the process. So even in California, if I say to my neighbor, hey, Tom, go drop off my ballot, no problem. Hey, Tom, go drop off my ballot, and here's 100 bucks to do it. That becomes a fraudulent vote, an illegal vote. It cannot and must not be counted.
0: I'm going to quote from the thing again. What's more, even True the Vote doesn't allege the ballots themselves were fraudulent. When the website Just the News covered the Georgia story, it noted that True the Vote was not making such a claim. When True the Vote representatives testified in front of Wisconsin Legislative Committee, the group's Catherine Engelbrecht said so publicly. I want to make it clear we're not uh, suggesting the ballots were cast were illegal ballots. What we're saying is the process was abused. It's the difference between making and selling a product legally and have someone smuggle that product into another country without your realizing it if D'Souza's film shows that the ballots were fraudulent that's a massive deal one would assume would have to quickly be presented to law enforcement but there's been no such investigation and the group the group whose data he's using says that's not what happened that suggests then that D'Souza's claim to Cudlow is not backed up that the 400,000 illegal votes, itself a remarkable uh, assertion of scale, were not that.
1: So I think what's going on here is that Philip Bump is, um, is um, confusing the difference between a fraudulent ballot and a, a ballot fraudulently cast. Here's what I mean. Um, no one is claiming, and true the vote is not claiming, and this is the distinction they're trying to make, no one is saying that the actual ballot, the piece of paper, is fraudulent. In other words, they're not saying that somebody went to a high-quality copying machine and made hundreds of thousands of ballots. That would, that would be a fraudulent physical ballot. What they are saying is that these ballots are not legal votes, and the way we know this, by the way, is you look at, you look at the, these non-profit organizations, and it's worth mentioning here, by the way, that many of these so-called 501c3 organizations are strictly forbidden by law and by IRS rules from engaging in any kind of explicit electioneering. They can urge people generically to go out and vote, but the idea that they campaign or they collect votes for the Democrats or they try to advance a candidate or a party, this is strictly forbidden. So here's the question. How would 400,000 legal votes somehow end up in the hands of these far left-wing groups that would then need to hire mules to go out in the middle of the night and secretly dump them? Why would they act in that manner if these were legitimate votes, plausibly picked up, they just got them from people who said, yeah, here's my vote, you drop it off. Somehow they ended up with hundreds of thousands of these votes. Then the question becomes, why hire the mules? So, The other thing about this is, Glenn, is that this can be easily resolved, this ambiguity, if you will, by federal agents raiding these nonprofit centers by cops arresting the mules, and all you have to ask them is, where did you get the ballots? Who gave them to you? Where did they get them? Who paid you? Who organized this operation? Obviously, we're not law enforcement. We can't do that in the movie. That's the logical next step, but it's ridiculous to say, since we don't know where an individual ballot came from, it's kind of like if I were to show you a murder, and I'm actually showing you the murder. And then the Washington Post is like, but where did he buy the gun? Where did he get the gun? And I'm like, there are 10 gun stores that he could have gotten from any of those. They're like, yeah, but if he can't prove which gun store he went to, all he's saying is he can't show you where the ballot came from, or where, in this case, the gun came from. True, but there's an easy way to take that next step, and it's called law enforcement needs to spring into action.
0: All right, back with more with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. His new movie out uh, this week, it is called 2,000 mules, a must-see. Uh, back with him in 60 seconds. Patriot Mobile. The left is in total panic about the future of Twitter and with the government essentially creating a ministry of truth now. We're facing the greatest threat to free speech in our lifetime. And that is one reason I am proud to be in business with Patriot Mobile. When I say in business with them, I mean I have their cell service. That's what I use on my phone, and I I actually have a phone that I never, ever use. Um, I, I got it just to support them. My wife is on Patriot Mobile. My family is on Patriot Mobile. They actually use their phones. I think it's highly overrated. But patriotmobile.com will save you a lot of money if, you are, um, if you're using cellular service. Everybody needs it, right? Why not work with a company that admires you, believes in the same things that you do, Wants to be your service provider. Doesn't despise you in everything that they do. Patriot Mobile. Get out of Big Cell. Come to Patriot Mobile patriotmobile.com slash back or you can call 972 patriot if you're on the phone make sure you mention the offer code back and you'll get free activation along with the offer code back so do it now patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972 patriot 10 seconds station id
2: Uh, We're here with Dinesh D'Souza talking about his new movie. Dinesh, I'm curious if if, because you're talking about the prosecution of real standing laws, laws that are on the books. Is there a little tiny bit of motivation here that just because the only time I can think of anybody going after any of these laws is when they came after you. And then here's a real situation where an election might be on the line and people are very worried about the integrity of the election and, and here they don't seem to have any interest in it whatsoever.
1: One of the most fascinating questions for me is going to be what, what comes next? You know, here's this movie. And by the way, you know, in my earlier movies, I always took a certain pleasure in people standing up and applauding in the theater when the movie ended. That's not going to happen here. I predicted tonight and then Wednesday night when we do our second theatrical showing, be dead silence in the theater as people sort of take it in because we do a very careful computational math. In other words, it's not just 400,000 illegal votes, therefore the election was stolen. No, you have to look look at each individual state and see if the volume of fraud was large enough to have moved that state from one camp into the other camp. So all of this is in the movie, and it puts us into constitutionally uncharted territory, because while the Constitution lays out a procedure, the electors vote, both houses of Congress affirm and ratify, the president is inaugurated, the Constitution does not contemplate what happens if it comes out later, that the guy in the White House got there because of Not not episodic, but coordinated planned fraud in the key states. It's never happened before in American history, as far as I know. So so
0: when we're looking at this, you know, the real reason because the Constitution doesn't say this, you know what we do in this case, but it it can uh, help us make sure the midterms and the next presidential election, this doesn't happen. Where do we stand on any of that, Dinesh?
1: Well, I think that the voter integrity laws that some of the states have passed do contain some good things. So for example, they strengthen voter ID requirements. So they say things like there needs to be more rigorous signature matching, or you can't let a private individual, Mark Zuckerberg, come in with $400 million and essentially muscle these counties and states. Hey, listen, I got a bunch of money to give you, but in order to get it, you got to put in these mail and drop boxes. The media portrayed it like the cities wanted to do and Zuckerberg gallantly agreed to pay for it. No, he used his muscle, the financial leverage to make these places do that. So this all created the infrastructure for the heist. And, um, and yes, there are important things that can be done to prevent it from happening again. In a weird way, this depends on the Republican Party and the mm. Republican establishment because if Republicans indulge in there, let's not look over there. We all want to move on. We don't want to really deal with this. We want to be the wildebeest that is eaten last by the lion if all that's the mentality then we are in deep trouble but if the republicans say what can we do to to prevent this the next time there are lots of simple things that can be done one of which is just have surveillance on every mail-in dropbox should
0: be done should be done dinesh as always thank you so much god bless you the name of the movie is two thousand mules a must see
2: the Glenn Back Program.
0: American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You can save hundreds of dollars every single month with a refi. New report came out last week saying that over a million homeowners, a million, can save over $300 a month. It's possible maybe that's you. It can't hurt to find out. Call American Financing right now. American Financing has salary-based mortgage consultants are going to do more than just look at your rate. They review the entire financial picture, finding every possible opportunity to help you save money month after month, from lowering your payment to creating more flexible terms or even helping you consolidate high-interest debt. They're saving some customers up to $1000 a month without ever charging any kind of upfront or hidden fees. They're not in it for the bank, they're in it for you. These people admire you and want to help you they've been a sponsor of this program through thick and thin for a long time americanfinancing.net 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 it's
2: americanfinancing.net blaze tv.com slash glenn with the promo code glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. glad you're here. We're talking about uh, 2,000 Mules, where you can find out where it's playing and, uh, and, and get a ticket at 2,000mules.com.
2: 2,000mules.com. Interested to, to see. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm interested to see, what do you? What's your take on the idea that this should be the focus for the conversation going forward? Absolutely not. This should be the, the, like, look, and I don't mean not not meaning Dinesh's movie, obviously. I'm just saying, like, yeah, generally no. speaking, like looking back at the 2020 we election, we cannot spend our time uh, doing anything
0: other than fix the problem. Right. I, I would love a committee that is just going in, looking at it and saying this is how it has to be fixed. But that is, needs to be at the state level. I, I, you know what I mean? And, and let's say everything he found is true. Great. Let's fix it. But this should not be the 2022 election or the 2024
2: election. And what he's asking you for here is completely reasonable, rational, right? Like the idea that we should have drop boxes that are not monitored is insane. Uh, he's saying, look, we should have surveillance of every drop box. hundred percent. Yes, definitely. But like to me, there should be no drop boxes. No, none. You have to hand your vote to a person in front of a camera. That has to happen with every vote cast. I don't that is even, not a lot to ask. You, you have it staffed. You don't need to. You don't need to drop off votes at three in the morning. It's ridiculous. Of course, that's irrational. If we cared, everything would be blockchain right now.
0: If we really cared, everything, every vote would be encoded by blockchain. Mm. And then you would know it'd be assigned a number and a person and it's a blockchain and nothing can be done. Nothing can be taken out of the chain. We know absolutely positively when it was cast, who cast it. That that is, But nobody really wants to play cleanly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: except the American people. You know, everybody wants these margins. You know, the, get rid of gerrymandering entirely, entirely. Nobody wants to do that. You can it's very easy to do. You just break them up. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams talked about it. Do it the way Moses did stakes. You've got a 300 families in an area. It's a square in that area. 300 families when it gets to be, uh, you know, 500, you break it up into another square. And then you have you have 300 families in every single square and you just keep dividing. Even if that means that's one apartment building, that's one district. That's one apartment building. You would be able to uh, have much more accountability. People are, you know, if you're voting and you're in that apartment building and that's one district because there's that many families there, uh, guess who's going to be running yeah. and you're going to
2: know them. And there's a, a pretty significant constitutional nerd debate over whether the House should be massively expanded. Yes. You know, because they, they keep it at the same number and just get the districts larger and larger and larger and larger, where it definitely it's seems right. like the intent at the beginning was, no, it no. needs to be small. So if there were 5,000 House members instead of 500 or 435. And that could be done okay. easily. Fine. Yes, it should be. And that could be
0: done easily online with blockchain. There's no reason why our congressmen, why, why are our congressmen and our senators going to Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Seriously, why are they going? There's nothing but create problems. All and kinds yet, of problems. Lots of awesome perks for the people who get the jobs. Exactly right. They go to Washington, D.C. They feel all powerful and everything else. They lose touch with the common man and they're wined and dined by, uh, you know, lobbyists who build their offices in that one city make those make those bums fly from city to city to city district to district to district you can't just you i'm sorry you got to go to the farmland in iowa Hmm. sucks to be you oh we don't want to do that oh again
2: sucks to be you and again you make it five thousand representatives yeah it makes that job even harder even harder right like it should be hard Right. It should be difficult. And
0: there's no reason with the technology we have, all of this thing of the security, continuity of government. (laughs) How is that system going to be? It's it's all over the country. So there's no place to blow up. Then the most important is it's really easy to say, you know what, this sucks in this community, this sucks, and we've got to do something about it. Well, I'm uh, getting a bus trip together to go to Washington, D.C. No. Hey, tomorrow after work, what do you say we all drive down? You know, it's like three miles away. Let's drive to his, his office because he or she is there.
2: Why aren't we doing that? It should be more decentralized. Yes. You know, it really that that's the way it was designed. You know, it really, yes, they had Washington, D.C. It was a different time as far as technology goes. And it's not to say that they can never get together there. Is it? Nobody's having the problem with Joe Biden going every
0: weekend to his house. Yeah. Nobody had a problem with uh, the president flying to Mar-a-Lago. What's the difference? What's the difference? Does he really have to be there? No, you want to have a conference call with everybody. You want to meet with somebody. OK, you can call people together to meet from time to time. But why can't you have a private? I mean, we do this with the Pentagon. Are we worried about the Pentagon being hacked into? If we are, we should we should probably yeah. double up on that security because they're hacking into it all the time. But we have systems, especially now with blockchain, we have
2: systems that can maintain security. And please, please, I I beg you to make the argument to me. After forcing all of us into two years of Zoom calls that you can't do it that way, after shutting all these businesses down and not letting anyone go to the office for two years, now you're going to come to me and tell me you can't do it that way? Yes, you can. Look, it's a way to centralize power. The lifestyle of A person who many times as a representative is not the coolest person and they maybe weren't the coolest kid in high school Mm -hmm. to be able to go to, you know, to be wined and dined by lobbyists and business people and constantly asked for things and constantly rewarded with things in Washington, D.C. as their Mr. Important, you know, look, that's tempting to anybody especially people who come oftentimes from a somewhat loserish background. So, look, I mean, you know, I understand why you'd want to keep that system going. If you happen to be in Congress, I don't understand why we would allow it to keep going uh, as as the American people. And, you know, if you want to keep the agencies, which I'm not for
0: at all. No CDC. Really? Is that has that been is that, has that done a good job lately? Uh, Wonderful. The the, uh, the Department of Education. How How's that going for us? How about the State Department? They were great in Afghanistan. Wasn't that great? I mean, if you want to keep them, fine. Just fire everybody. Fire everybody. (laughs) And put term limits in for people who are appointed or go take a job there. There's no reason, no reason, other than maybe a secretarial pool, which I don't think you need anymore. There's no reason that... People are, get a job in the government, and then they make that their life. That should never be anybody's life. We don't need that. It only causes problems. That is why we have the deep state. These bureaucrats are there for 40 years. You can't fire them, and they just do whatever they want because they grow arrogant. Yeah, i will outlive that
2: president, too. Uh, do you know the name Sanford Bishop Jr.? No. Neither do I. <laughs> in fact, I had never said it before until mm-hmm. Friday's episode of Studios America in my entire life. And what I find interesting about that, because I was doing a thing on, on Marjorie Taylor Greene and how they're trying to get her thrown off the ballot and how this is really bad for democracy, like Marjorie Taylor Greene or not. Horrible idea to throw people off of the ballot, trying to utilize the Constitution in this way that it obviously was uh, not intended. That yep. was the point. But as I was going through that, I realized Sanford Bishop Jr. has been a representative from Georgia since I was in high school. I've been doing this job on talk radio for 20 years and have never uttered his name. God only knows what he's done in those 20, 30, 30, 20, 30 years. Something like almost 30 years now. But I mean, these people can get into office and stay there forever, forever. Ever. They stay there until the day they die, in many cases. yeah And it's just completely ridiculous. We have to come up with a. a, a, But it's not just them. Term limits is a big deal, but you're right. It's it's the people behind the scenes as much as anybody. It needs
0: to be with. You should be able to work for 10 years, maybe, eight years for the federal government. That's it.
2: That's it. Well, we won't get people to work good. They then it'll look, be smaller. Then you're not going to attract people who want to go into this as a life's work. Exactly right. You know what? I, like We it, can all pitch in and
0: work together and, you know, they're having a hard time finding. You know what? Okay, I'll go. I'll go work in, you know, the State Department for four years or eight years and that's it. And, you know, it's like jury duty. I don't want professional jurors. I don't want people who have learned how to milk the system.
2: Right. You want, yeah, you want people who are going to see this as a, a, a real period of service where they and go a, in and they do something. And quite honestly, a pain in the ass. Yeah. I want this. Almost jury duty-ish. All these, it should be, <laughs> all of these jobs
0: should be, oh, crap. Uh, I guess I'll do it for a few oh, years. Jeez, I've been elected congressman.
2: I mean, uh, Jim DeMint, um, when he was in the Senate, proposed a constitutional amendment for um, for uh, term limits. And I want to say, if I'm remembering the details correctly, it was two terms in the Senate and three three terms in in the house still that, too long that's 18 years okay yeah, still too long it might be it might have been four terms in congress that's the 18 to 20 years of service and i think he got 27 votes on it when they tried to push Cars. it through. and it's like you because they know it's a gravy 20 train 20 years Is not enough. Now, of course, you could also be governor and you could also be president and you could also be vice president. So you could theoretically extend this even longer. But just in those two jobs, 20 years was basically laughed out of the building. Laughed out of the
0: building. Because those people who are are in Congress for more than three, they're all in it and they see, wait a minute, look at how much money these guys have made. I can't wait to get to the top of the gravy train. Everybody's shooting for their time to be like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Everybody's waiting for their chance to be the first one
2: to put the slop on their plate. It's disgusting. And I give credit to people like Pat Toomey, by, uh, for example, who's a senator from Pennsylvania, who's leaving, who's saying, OK, I'm all done. And he's leaving. He's proposed term limits while he was in the Senate. And now he's leaving because he's done. And, you know, it makes the seat a little more vulnerable, maybe. But you know what? This is how it should be. You should be making these decisions not based on personality. You should be making these decisions based on, uh, you know, the control of the power of the people who are manipulating the government. When they're there too long, this is what they do. Yes. And the minute they say, you know what? (sighs) I mean, if I don't do
0: it, who else is going to do it? That's the sign they've been there too long. Get them out. Get them out. When they think they're the only ones that can do it. No, you just don't understand. Get them out. No, I had to compromise because if I compromise on this one, then I can get them out. All right, back in just a second. So Fortune this week uh, reported that global energy prices are set to soar over 50% this year. The largest commodity shock since the 1970s. Isn't that great? Same time, uh, Nomura Holdings forecasting 50, 75, and another 75 basis point rate hikes beginning in May and continuing through July of this year. As soon as they forecasted it, if you were watching last week, the Dow and Nasdaq took a nosedive. Please listen. This is not the basket in which you want to put all of your eggs. Take some of those eggs out and diversify, please. Gold is a hedge against unfair and uncertain market turmoil. It's a hedge against insanity. It's a hedge against inflation. And the place to get gold or silver is Goldline. A small number of $5 Indian head gold coins were ever minted. Even fewer still exist in the graded authenticated condition. Ask Goldline about the mint state of sixty-two five dollar gold Indian head coins. Very important grade. You can also how you ask how you can get a free half ounce platinum coin and a free two ounce silver maple flex bar with the purchases of two boxes of Indians. Don't wait. Call them now. Please do your homework now. Goldline.com. Goldline.com. 866 Goldline.
2: The Glenn Back Program.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's play cut one here. This is the chairman of the Democratic National Committee. Once you win a big election like we did in 2020, people think, well, everything's going to work out yeah. well, and we now we can rest a little bit. But folks have to understand that we can't pause. Saving democracy is not something that you can just take a vacation from. Yeah. You think about the Republican Party right now. This is a party that is built on fear. It's built on fraud.
2: And and I would like to say it is also fascism. Uh, they are tinkering on fascism yeah. right now in the Republican tinkering Party. On? And so the Democratic Party, it in contrast, tinkling? Tiffany, has to be a party that is something about hope. Theory. It's about aspirations. It's about
0: providing safety and security. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff, safety and so security dumb.
2: which is not fascistic at all um, taken to the degree of of where you we are really so. could run msnbc with a random word generator like if you, you just put in the word fascist and racist and sexist and homophobic and just transphobic and put them in there with a bunch of different you know pronouns and adjectives around them yeah, you, you really get, could just run the network without anybody you, you could, could automate it you could get tinkering with fascism yeah you you get tinkering on no, tinkering on tinkering, tinkering on so we fan. don't know if it was uh teetering teetering on, on fascism could be tinkling on fascism though could that one be. doesn't make quite as much sense But well, i, think they I get... have we talked have we talked to anybody with a
0: dossier from russia
2: we don't know <laughs> that's true it could be tinkling that's True. it really it makes they just make the same point every day over and over and over and over again, and insert the new names. I mean, we all know the truth that Ron DeSantis will be even scarier than Donald Trump. Do we not? Oh yeah, absolutely. If Donald, if if Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump decides run,
0: not to run, Ron uh, Ron wa- uh, uh, runs. Yep, absolutely, positively. He's much worse. Than much Donald worse. Trump. Much more much dangerous. worse. This much is this guy. He's he wants to just you know. Kill black people and He's been doing it already We just don't have The footage of it Ron DeSantis
2: is worse Than Donald Trump An explainer Like that is going to be it, The headline it it Of five be. million Big pieces From the left yeah. Ugh, It's agonizing
1: This is The Glenn Back
0: Program